In another life, I would have really liked just doing laundry and figuring out whether or not Lost is a good TV show with you. Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, a podcast about whether or not Lost is a good TV show. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 11, Enter 77, or Enter 77, I guess. Emma, how's it going? It's going. I'm so excited to talk about this episode. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, it's a good episode. I I have some issues with it. I mean, well, we'll talk about it when we get to them, I guess. My biggest issue with this episode is that the flashbacks are too good to be put on, I think, this episode, which I think is mostly just, like, plot. Or not yeah. plot, What's I, like, lore. Like, it's really just trying to, like, answer a bunch of questions mm-hmm. um, and stuff. And so, like... The episode, it almost feels like it could have been a lock episode as well. And I would have and I would have felt about the same with it. Like, it just doesn't really feel like a Saeed episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I overall, I mean, the flashbacks are really good, is the thing. And the stuff that's on the island isn't bad. It just doesn't really narratively uh, mesh super well. Which, it- when you... Yeah, it does. Yeah, it doesn't not mesh either. Yeah, it, it just compared to um, last episode where you have something where the story that's on the island and the flashbacks are woven together like perfectly. Yeah, this one feels a little bit, a little bit out of sorts. That's fair, and I, so I, I do think that it works as a Saeed episode, but it's interesting that you would bring up this maybe being a lock episode because. That would make total sense. He used to work in a toy store. I totally forgot. Yeah. Like, he would, of course, get distracted by a dumb little game in like yes. a moment where he is... really shouldn't be. <laughs> I, I do kind of like that element where like they bring it back that he's like obsessed with games. Yeah. Because that kind of has been absent in season two. I guess without a kid for him to like kind of be creeping on about mm-hmm. it. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's jump in. Um this uh, episode aired March 7th, 2007, and it was written by Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse and directed by Stephen Williams, all of whom we've seen many times before. And the episode starts with, like, weirdly ominous music, too. Uh, I thought it was going to be, like, something way... T- I was like, what happened? Because if I'm being honest, and I think part the disconnect between the episode and the flashbacks... it is part of the reason for this. I remember these flashbacks really clearly, mm. but I could not have told, if you had said what episode did that come in, I actually was having a hard time thinking of what they would have been. So I, when I started this episode, I really didn't remember super well what it was going to be. So Sawyer was like walking with like this really ominous music. I'm like, Oh, what is this? Uh, but instead he just sees all the survivors putting together a ping pong table, uh, that Hurley says Jin found in the jungle. Um, and then they talk about the hatch, about how it, like, you know, Hurley says it exploded, and Sawyer says, oh, I thought it collapsed, and Hurley says, you know, well, I try not to think about it too hard. Clearly doing, like, a little meta joke about how, like, no one really knows what happened with the fl- with the hatch, and it was kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that kind of, I don't like that at all, where, like, you know, you can lampshade criticisms or whatever. It just works a lot better in a comedy too like something like community can pull that off a lot better than something like lost um i think my least favorite version of this ever did you ever watch the bbc show uh sherlock i did yeah man that was like the show when it came out and i don't think you could rewatch it no there's no way you would i've seen clips of it and i'm like how did i like this (laughs) this is so stupid the things where the like thing where he's in his mind palace or whatever mm-hmm. is so stupid cor- and corny and <laughs> I don't know, but the uh, I think it's season two ends with him jumping off a building, and like you basically see him jump off the building, uh, you know due to circumstances I'm not going to talk about the plot of, but like the they uh, they see his corpse at the bottom he's clearly dead gets buried. And then the sh- it ends with the cliffhanger that he's still alive. He's watching um, Dr. Watson at his grave. 
And so then for the there was like a two year gap in between seasons because that's how they do things uh, across the dang pond. And um, uh, in that time, Tumblr like went nuts over this show, and like the whole fan base like spent like was like go, coming up with these insane, crazy theories to uh, to like explain oh how did Sherlock survive and all that. And so. When the season three premiere came out, instead of, like, answering it or just, like, being straightforward about it, they were like, oh, yeah, they, like, made a, basically they made a whole bunch of jokes and references about how, about the crazy theories people came up with and uh, how we'll never really know. And it's just like, this seems, this is so unsatisfying. Yeah. Like, I At don't, least don't into write it. this into your show. Yeah, yeah. If you're really going to, like, not explain it, just don't explain it. But, yeah. Um, although I think you can't really get away with that in a specific like mystery show like a sherlock holmes show Mm -hmm. you could definitely get away with it in lost where you could maybe just move on instead of having instead of having to like bring attention to the fact every three episodes that the hatch thing is doesn't really make a lot of sense Mm -hmm. um uh sawyer sees paolo walking with his issue of guns and ammo and confronts him about it and then paolo's like oh yeah well we share things now but if you want it back so badly here take it and then Sawyer sees, oh, actually, he was using it to read while he was uh, uh, using the bathroom in the woods, um, which seems uh, unlikely, right? Like, I'm not going to, I don't want to get too blue here, right? But it feels like maybe reading a magazine is a thing when you're not having to, like, shit in a hole in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe maybe that, right. that seems, like, less leisurely. I don't know. <laughs> um, but whatever, Paolo. Maybe he trekked it all the way back to the... Um, yeah, that other hatch. Yeah, maybe. I mean, to be honest, I would for sure. That's that's like one of those like, there's a bathroom on the fifth floor nobody uses type things. So, mm-hmm. uh, you just gotta you gotta go over to the other hatch. Um, I have this idea yeah. for an app where it okay. just maps out like bathrooms in Minneapolis, like single stall mm-hmm. public bathrooms. Don't you think that's a good idea? Don't you think that? There I think it's a good idea. A city everywhere I, that has that. I do hate to tell you this, that it would get co-opted by big like, bathroom NIMBY people really quick. Like, yeah, oh, be like, yeah. oh, homeless people are using the app now, so now we have to shut it down. Yeah, um, uh, because we're not allowed to have nice things for the public. Uh, but yeah, basically, I mean, basically, it's just Starbucks, right? That's like the only place yeah. you can go where you're <laughs> like true. pretty consistent, like. Mm-hmm. All right, I know that, that at least somebody has cleaned to this at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sawyer's mad once again that everyone took his stuff. And I think I said it last time, but like, how many times have we done this plot at this point? This has been like the driving force for Sawyer so many times. Yeah. Like, we get it. He's the greedy guy. Yeah. And it feels like he should have had a little bit of growth about this at this point. Yeah. Meanwhile, out in the jungle, Saeed, Locke, and... Uh, Kate and Rousseau are walking, but they take a break. Uh, Saeed is skeptical of Locke's plan because he just has a compass bearing that came from Echo's stick. Uh, Locke says, well, this is pretty much all we have to go on. And Saeed uh, is like, all right, well, when I, I'm going to go get some fruit. And then when I come back, we're going to have to have a talk about this. Uh, and then as he's picking that fruit, he hears a cowbell. And uh, he finds a cow standing a little bit away from him. And then uh, he hears somebody uh, call the animal. Uh, he rushes through the bushes and sees, like, uh, I don't know, like, a really nice-looking cottage. Someplace I would live for sure. Yeah. Um, with a, a horse. I think, was there some goats there, too? Oh, I didn't uh, catch the goats, but that would be, if, like, I my think, dream. Yeah. Um, have you ever uh, dealt with goats before? I... I have. I worked on a goat farm for like two months. Oh, okay. And it was you so find, much fun. Do you find that they are um, like easier to deal with than people would make you think? Yeah. Like the I, way mean, that peop- I mean, any wild animal is going to like at some point not want to do what you tell it to. Yeah. But people talk about it like goats are like super obstinate. And it's like, well, they're pretty much about the same as everything else. Yeah, I thought that they were relatively easy i mean it can be a little scary because sometimes they'll get bored and like try and headbutt you with their big horns that wasn't super Mm -hmm. fun but no they're i think they're pretty easy 
and they're just silly they're goofy like any difficulty that you would have with a goat they make up for it by just being a silly little creature mm-hmm. yeah sure I think one of my absolute favorite jokes from any TV show is in the show Barry, which we've talked about, mm-hmm. which is where the character Fuchs, uh, every time he somehow keeps ending up finding himself like on goat farms mm-hmm. where, where he could live in, and he finds out that he's like a perfect goat farmer and he could live there in peace. And every single time he gets, uh, somebody pulls him out of it and forces him to go back to like the really shitty life that he has yeah. in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I think it is extreme. I think that's so funny. But, but yeah, Saeed, uh, he sees the guy with the eye patch who we had seen previously in the like uh, CCTV cameras from the Pearl Station. I do like this, that they're bringing this guy back fairly quickly. Like it's clear that they actually had a plan for him when they wrote him the first time, which is neat. Yeah. He is one of my favorite parts about this episode, and I He's cannot so wait fun. to see more of him. Like the Soviet man, evil man with an eye patch is just <laughs> so good. It's so pulp. Like yeah. it's just a very like it's just it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Um, Sawyer uh, comes up to the people that are building the ping pong table, and he has a wiffle ball, I guess, like a little like plastic substitute for a ping pong ball that said it would not work like a ping pong ball the way that they have it in the show like a ping pong you just have to use a ping pong ball yeah there's nothing that's going to bounce like that mm-hmm. um uh, he tells them that he wants his stash back and uh and he's going to play them for it so they have to pick somebody and uh whoever they want and they can, they can uh, uh they can ask for whatever they want um because he he doesn't think he's going to lose and then son and Jin talk and uh, in Korean, and Sawyer calls them Crouching Tiger and Hidden Dragon. So he, his son says, "All right, fine. If you lose, you can't give you can't call anybody a nickname for a week. You have to use our real names." And this, to me, knowing the stakes, I mean, it, there's no way to do it without knowing the stakes. I think so. They're in a tough spot, but knowing that that's what the stakes are basically guarantees that you know Sawyer is going to lose. Yeah. Right. Because it's so much fun to think of him being forced to call everyone by their real names that you know that the writers aren't going to, like, turn that down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just, he has to lose at this point. Uh, meanwhile, Saeed has checked out the building, um, and he thinks that the guy's alone in there, and uh, he also talks about how there's a satellite dish that could broadcast for thousands of miles. Uh, he asks Rousseau if it's the radio tower, that they uh, they had talked about previously, the one where she left her transmission, but she says it's not. Um, uh, Said says that he's going to go in unarmed, and he gives his gun to Kate, saying that uh, he won't feel threatened if uh, if Said isn't armed, but if he does feel threatened, Kate can cover him. And uh, as he goes in, uh, Rousseau um, says, you know, hey, I've survived on this island by staying away from this crap, so I'm just going to go wait for you guys by the stream. Um and this made me laugh. It feels like it's one of those things, like, in a video game where you have, like, a, an NPC who's following you for a quest, but then you go too far away. Mm-hmm. And then they give you, like, mm-hmm. the same, like, dialogue that you've heard, like, 50 times because you don't know where to go. Where they're like, well, partner, this is too far from me. I'll head back to the saloon and you tell me when you're ready to get the Dutchman's gold or mm-hmm. whatever it is that they do for... Uh, uh, you know, a quest NPC. I mean, really, that could only, I guess, occur in Red Dead Redemption too. So I don't know why I said specific game, but um, uh, yeah, it just the the way she, she delivers it is very funny. Where it's like, I'm gonna leave, but don't worry, I'm not leaving forever. Like it's basically mm-hmm. just for the audience. I have respect for Russo for doing that. Yeah, I think yeah. I would probably do the same thing. I feel like she's always pretty well characterized like they really there has not been too much like ping-ponging um of her character the way it has for people like kate or even like saeed Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely agree um then we get our first flashback and saeed is chopping vegetables in a kitchen when he gets called to the front of the house by a man sitting alone at a table he asks saeed if he cooked his meal and saeed who is going by Najib, tells him that he did. 
the man introduces himself as Sammy and shakes his hand. Um, he asks Saeed to sit down. And he asks where Saeed is from. And he lies and says that he's Syrian. And the man tells him that he knows that he's Iraqi because he is also Iraqi. Uh, Saeed asks him what he wants. And the man tells him that he owns a restaurant that is much nicer than this one. Um, and they're currently hiring a chef. And it'll give him a job with twice, twice the pay if he comes to work for him. Uh, Saeed is, of course, suspicious, but the man insists it's because of the fact that they're both outsiders. Um, this scene reminds me of Waiting, that movie that cannot possibly hold up. In Oh, it actually it's actually really good if you watch it now. You, oh. You'd be surprised. The joke's really... I mean, nothing about it is stale. There's basically... There's so... There's no homophobia... For okay. sure. Um, and I would say that the number of human testicles that you see in the movie is pretty much normal compared to every other movie. Oh, that's good. I was a little yeah. worried because Dane Cook is in it, but that, that makes me oh, feel yeah. better. Oh, yeah. Um, and Dane Cook uh, hits on a 14-year-old in it, presumably. Okay. I don't know. I okay. haven't seen it. Uh, um, have you seen him now? What was that? Have you seen him now? He's, like, dating, like, a 20-year-old. Oh, they're married. Even though he... Oh, they're married? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And they met when she was, like, 16. So that's yeah. horrible. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, I think about that scene in Waiting where he gives, like, amazing service to this guy who tells him that he, like, really sees something in him and, like, you got to get out of this shithole. Let me give you a job. And then when he gives him his card, it's just for, like, another steakhouse. <laughs> and that's exactly what I think of during this scene. So, yeah, yeah, just. I mean, yeah, when you get called out of the kitchen by a, a customer who wants to talk to you, you're basically prepared to like stab them, right? Like, oh, Saeed yeah. for sure was ready to be like, all right, I'm going to have to get into like an actual fist fight here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, Saeed. Uh, back on the island, he approaches the building, um, and uh, he notices that there's a saddle on the horse and a cat sitting on, like, a, a little, like, workbench. Um, now, Emma, is this our first cat of the show? I think it is. Has there been another cat in Lost? I feel I like I would so, remember. Right? Yeah. There's been so many other... I mean, this is a dog show. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like if if we're, you know, certain... Certain shows are just dog shows, and that's what Lost is, and that's fine. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. We love Vincent. I'm, yeah, okay. we love. Yeah, Vincent's the best, mm-hmm. best, best member of the ensemble for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think it's two separate cats too, right? Like it isn't the same cat. I think uh, it which is, is too. I, I this one looks I, like if I'm just guessing, I'm saying I would say that this one is a girl and the other one is a boy. But this one really does look like a raggedy, like, street cat or whatever. Which there was probably a million of when they were filming in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, this uh, cat has caught its fair share of race. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, probably, most likely, this is the only cat, maybe on the planet, that's gotten into a fight with a polar bear before. Yeah. <laughs> we and I'm know. not saying it won. It definitely took one swipe and then ran. Yeah. Because that's the cat move. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, Saeed gets shot in the arm as he's approaching. Uh, the guy with the eye patch points his gun out the window, uh, shouting at Saeed about how he didn't cross the line. They had a truce and that this is his land, uh, which this is a good lie. I gotta say, I mean, I guess we should say right now, this guy is not who he says he is. He's one of the others. Mm-hmm. So like, this is like pretty, I would for sure when I was like, oh, he has the same deal we do. Yeah, this guy's cool. I would have been yeah. fooled right here. Yeah. So good on Saeed for, uh, not being like me, I guess. Um. Uh, but Kate is about to shoot, but then is restrained by Locke, and, uh, Syed says that he's not who, uh, this guy thinks he is, um, and he talks about how his plane crashed, he's unarmed, so the guy shuts his window and goes to the front door, um, and, and Locke and Kate, like, bum rush him, basically, mm-hmm. and get him to drop his gun. Uh, he's wearing a Dharma jumpsuit with a, uh, a flame logo for the 
the patch. Um, and I think this is the flame station, right? They say that in in the episode. Or maybe they don't. Maybe we just see it somewhere. But anyways, this is the flame station. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he introduces himself as uh, Mikhail, uh, the last uh, surviving member of the Dharma Initiative. And the way that he says it, I know for a fact that that clip showed up in the uh, uh, the commercials about the episode. There's no way there wasn't that wasn't uh, like a stinger mm-hmm. to get you to watch the episode. Um, uh, Mikhail and Kate help Saeed inside, and um, he uh, he tends to Saeed's wound, saying that he had spent some time in the Soviet Army in Afghanistan getting. Uh, medical experience uh he asked kate to get the first aid kit from the kitchen and he patches up saeed um he says that he grew up in kiev and joined the soviet army and he was in vladivostok at a listening post um and then after the cold war ended uh he replied to a newspaper advertisement that read uh would you like to save the world which this is again this is basically word for word what um Clancy Brown's character said, right? Yeah. Like he got disillusioned after, you know, XYZ war and so joined the Dharma Initiative. So this is again, this is not even really a con on Saeed, who has never met um Kelvin, but or no, well actually that's not true. He's the only character actually who's met Kelvin. <laughs> but um who did not know about that aspect. That's basically just a trick for the audience. But yeah. it works just pretty good. Uh, but yeah, he says he's been on the island for 11 years, and he was put on the station, the flame, uh, uh, to communicate. Um, and uh, he says that... Uh, <laughs> I also like this because it really dates this episode. He talks about how there was um, a purge uh, of the Dharma Initiative um, by the hostels. Uh, but just the way he says it is just like, oh yeah, this exists in a universe where the purge movies haven't been made. Mm-hmm. Um have you seen those movies? I tried watching one of them and I couldn't do it. Yeah, they're not. I they're. It's one of those things where it's like there's a moral that should be learned by them, and it kind of doesn't seem like it is. Like it seems like it's just kind of like gratuitous violence. Yeah. Uh, where you're just like, oh, this isn't what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he says that he survived by agreeing to a truce when they came to talk to him about it and that they they came took told him about the line in the valley that he couldn't cross and then took two cows and left um and he says that they weren't interested in the satellite dish because it hasn't worked in years uh uh, he doesn't know who they are but he knows that they've been on the island uh way before even the dharma initiative was there uh, meanwhile Locke is off exploring um and he uh he finds uh uh, some Russian notes written down, and he finds another room where there is a computer with a chess game on it, uh, which he starts to play. Uh, Emma, are you you do you play chess? Are you a chess person? I'm so bad at it. Really? I never would have gotten as far as Locke. Yeah, for sure. I would have been Although, stuck. I'm more of a I, checkers I mean, gal myself. Oh, like, okay. You know that fast pace. Don't have to think too hard sure. about the board game that you're playing. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually ranked pretty high in Connect Four. I don't really <laughs> dabble in chess too much. Um, mm-hmm. I like the simplicity of just four pieces. No, uh, <laughs> I've started actually playing chess with my dad recently, with my with my daddy, um, because uh, he teaches chess and is very good at it. Oh, does he? Um, yeah, he's a, he's like an actual uh, uh, smart person, uh, which is pretty cool. It's cool to think about how I'm related to someone who's smart. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> Uh, um, are you getting good at it? I'm getting better at it, but it's tough. And the only person I play against is him, who and he's yeah. much better than me. So someday I'm going to beat him, and then I will probably just stop mm-hmm. forever. So. <laughs> yep, then we get our second flashback. Uh, Saeed is in France, and we know this mm-hmm. because we can see the Eiffel Tower in the background. So classic yeah. Lost. Thank you for that production. Yeah. There should, I mean, there should have been a mime and a baguette in the scene, too. I really yes. think, like, they really didn't sell it. All we saw is the Eiffel Tower. Come on, guys. Right. Come on. There should have been somebody biking past with a baguette in a yeah. grocery bag. Yeah. And a beret. Yeah, and a beret and said, wee wee. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And somebody cheating on his wife. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so Said is in France. He is walking to the restaurant to check it out. And, um, you know, I kind of thought more of Said. Like, I'm really surprised that he kind of fell for it. Like, he was so suspicious up front. Yeah. But maybe he just feels like he needs to check it out. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, clear. presumably he's, like, living in France under an alias. He's uh, very alone. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, maybe it makes sense. They really... That feels like something that they could have hit on more that they yeah, did not. Yeah, for sure. Um, so he visits the restaurant. It's really gorgeous. That's a beautiful mm-hmm. restaurant. I know. There's a point where he's like, yes, it's just a simple restaurant. It's like, all right, dude. McDonald's is so. a simple restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is this is a little more than that. Right. Um, also, we're 40 feet from the Eiffel Tower. So I presume yeah. the, the rent here is like 20 million francs a month. That's primetime real estate mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sammy greets him uh, and his wife comes out to say hello. Saeed goes to shake her hand and notices that there are burn marks up her arm. And one of the men sitting down at the table grabs his arm and Sammy asks his wife if she is sure that this is the man and she says that it's him, and then the men jump Saeed and pin him down. So it was, it was all a ruse, and um, they knock him out unconscious. Poor Saeed. I don't know how mm-hmm. he has any brain cells left, but yeah, yeah they yeah. knock him out. This was, I mean, was this the first KO for Saeed? Probably not. There's pro- probably, probably not. Probably yeah. there's a flashback <laughs> coming where like we find out that he gets knocked out as like a, a six year old or something. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the present, uh, Mikhail is, uh, stitching up Saeed, uh, when the cat comes in and starts, uh, like, scratching at the rug on the ground, uh, but yeah, the, the, he sees the cat, uh, scratching at the rug, uh, on the ground. I do appreciate this because it is the cat trying to ruin something for Mikhail, which is directly in line with how cats like to behave. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think that that's, that's really good writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mikhail tells him something in Russian, which is, uh, if you actually translate it, it's leave the carpet alone. But he, when Saeed says, what did you say? He says, I was telling her to be polite, which the reason Saeed says, what did you say? Is not because he's wondering what it was. It was, um, because the cat's name is Nadia. Um, which, <laughs> doesn't really fit into this at all i mean nadia's not in this flashback Um, yeah they could have left that out i think yeah it's kind of it's just like it's one of those things where it's like this is a connection it's just not one that is interesting Mm -hmm. to me like um i don't know uh um but yeah he says he named the cat after uh a uh, russian gymnast named uh Nadia Komaneki, Komaneki, um, and he has her poster up on the wall. Now, I will say this, um, uh, weird only personal item for him to have is the <laughs> Russian gymnast poster. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I always think that that kind of thing is weird to have anyways, like a poster of just somebody you don't know just up on your wall. Like when you're a teenager, obviously that's the best. Mm-hmm. And, but like, um. When I was in, um, I used to go to church, and the we had these, like, groups that we were divided up by, so, like, all the eighth grade boys had, like, a small group with a leader, and when, when I was in high school, our leader was uh, um, this guy, well, I, I won't get into it, but he was a guy, and we went to his house once, and in his garage, he had, like, <laughs> he had, like, pinup posters of like models on like motorcycles and hot rods and that kind of stuff it's so it's so funny to think about like that's a grown man (laughs) just he had had posters of pinup models in his garage um uh yeah which i'm sure yeah i don't know um i will say this though Mm -hmm. like nadia is i think the only person who's ever gotten a perfect 10 at the olympics oh really yeah, okay. as a gymnast. So I would right. stand her. I don't know if I would like... I mean, nothing wrong with standing her. Yeah. Honestly, if you have pride in somebody that went to the Olympics for your country, I think that's cool as hell. 
It's mm-hmm. not something I'll ever understand because I've never paid attention to the Olympics for more than four seconds. Yeah. I mean, I don't to... relate, but yeah. that's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, like that kind of stuff, like especially like the gymnastics or like the ice dancing and like that kind of stuff. The, uh, the, the ice dancing? Whatever it is. The, you know the what I'm talking about. Figure skating. Figure skating. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. Or diving. That kind of stuff I have no patience for because I don't understand the criteria. Like, oh. I can't look at it and be like, this dive was better than this other one. Mm-hmm. Like, they all look pretty good to me. I'd go out there and belly flop. So, like, that's, <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not qualified. I, I'm not only I do I not know enough to judge it, I don't know enough to find it interesting to see the differences. Like, I can't even tell you what the differences are. Um, and, yeah, I'm an uncultured simpleton. I'm aware of that. But that's just how it is. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, Mikhail removes the bullet and stitches Saeed up. Um, they really want to show you, uh, Saeed's bullet hole in this. And they do it. I mean, we're good to make up. It looks, it looks cool. They yeah. sew it up and, you know, it looks like a bullet hole that gets sewed up. Mm-hmm. Not 100% sure why we're focusing on it so much, but, um, uh, yeah, he, uh, he offers, uh, some iced tea and goes to, uh, grab the drink. As he's doing so, he, uh, sees Locke, uh, that, doing the chess game and says that it's too difficult to beat because the computer cheats. Um, but Locke disagrees saying that, uh, computers can't cheat. That's something that makes uh, hum- humans uniquely wonderful. The, uh, I, I mean, yeah, that's one of the, it just feels like there's something, there's a version of this episode that focused more on Locke with this computer in the flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, but again, uh, I mean, I'm glad that we're finally getting a Saeed episode this season, so I don't want to complain about it too much. Like, we're 10 episodes in or 11 episodes in, and we're just finally getting one, so. Yeah, and it's, like, a a good episode, too. I feel like. Yes. The last one. What was the last one? I think that was the one where he was with Clancy Brown, right? And they just drop him off. Was that the last one? Wow, yeah. I want to say that is, but I could be wrong. So that's been a while. At least that's yeah. kind of the one that comes yeah, I to think mind. You're right. and... Yeah, because yeah. the one before that was him with the suicide bomber in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would say. I mean, in terms of flashback, these are his best flashbacks, right? Yeah. I feel like that's pretty pretty normal to say. This is. I mean, it's an interesting thing, but. Mm-hmm. While uh, Mikhail is gone, Saeed and Kate talk, and Saeed says that uh, he knows that Mikhail's one of the others, uh, but that they should play along. Uh, because he noticed that the horse outside was saddled for someone who is shorter. Which I gotta say, incredible catch on Saeed's part. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'd go off that 100%, but, uh, that I mean, he's not wrong, so mm-hmm. good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so, um, meanwhile on the beach... Hurley steps up as Saeed's opponent, or Saeed, as Sawyer's opponent. Um, he asks if Sawyer wants to play with the mercy rule, uh, which at this point Sawyer should know he's getting hustled, right? Yeah. Like, Sawyer should have seen this coming. Also, like, ping pong, there, there's not a human being alive. Like, like, you can look at someone and be like, yeah, that person, they're not good at football or yeah. uh, baseball or whatever, right? Like, you could just know that intrinsically. You, there is no human being that you can look at where you can be like, mm, there's zero chance that you're not a ping pong prodigy. Mm-hmm. It, it could be anybody. I would never be confident that I'm the best ping pong player in the room, which yeah. I never will be because I'm bad at it, by the way. Mm-hmm. you. How about you? Obviously, you, you. Uh, we know you love checkers. Are you a ping pong gal? See, I'm not good at ping pong. Mm. It's, uh, I don't like it. Yeah. It's, I just, I miss too many of them. So it's not fun. You know, like if you can get Mm -hmm. it back and forth, that's fun. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not good at it. Yeah. I stick to beer pong. There you go. Um, I really like, uh, uh, sweaty plastic being thrown Mm -hmm. into my drink. I think that that's cool. (laughs) Actually, you know what? While we're on the, the, the church stories, (laughs) uh, uh, for this week for me, I will say, Something I was thinking about recently, just because it's holiday time, is there was somebody at my church who had a party, uh, which, you know, uh, was cool. Uh, but they, they did beer pong, um, but with non-alcoholic eggnog. No. Uh, yeah. 
say it's, it's not a, true. It's the no. worst thing you've ever heard. <laughs> it's so disgusting. Oh my god. I bet the um, sound that the balls made when they like went into it was just disgusting. Like hitting cement. Yeah. Oh. Well, also think about um I mean like when you get beer on a ping pong ball, it, it kind of just like you know, you're not super worried, but like, imagine having a ping pong ball that's coated in eggnog. Oh, like, do you have to have like a towel to wipe it down each time? Like, what's going on there? Um, they just yeah. had a cup of beer to rinse it out yeah. when it had got the yeah, eggnog. Yeah, on exactly, it. exactly. That's what they were doing with the beer. They're just pouring it out over the. It was just <laughs> to uh, uh, sanitize the the nog ball, um, mm-hmm. which you know I don't want to dunk on them too hard because you know it's just people emulating what they see in culture. Uh, uh, and within the bounds of their religion, I just think it's, I just think that's so disgusting. Um, but beer pong on its own is gross. So, uh, I yeah, guess it's I think about like, enough. do you think that beer pong is still as popular like post COVID? Oh, that's true. I don't know if I could ever play it ever again. Yeah, and not just because not. I'm 32, but because. Like, my brain would go in hyper mode thinking about all the nasty germs. Right. It's the same way that, like, realistically, I'm never going to go to a buffet again in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just kind of over now. COVID killed that. Uh, yeah, for sure. People now are probably, pro- they're probably, you know, vaping beer at each other. I mean, I don't yeah. really know what Gen Z's up <laughs> yeah. to these days. Uh, or even if they are still Gen Z, I guess they probably are. Gen Z's in college, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to keep track. I'm so used to everybody talking about people younger than them as millennials, and now I'm afraid that I'm going to turn into that guy. I guess I should just embrace it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. They're all Gen Z. Everyone younger than me is Gen Z. Yeah. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Hurley beats uh, Sawyer. He immediately... Uh, serves and just absolutely styles on him. Uh, and everybody's cheering Hurley on, too, which I think is important. Sawyer gets absolutely humiliated. Mikhail uh, brings the tea. He's like, oh, yeah, sorry it's a little bitter. I grow it myself. And then Kate says, what, finally what I have been thinking every time somebody says something like that, which is like, oh, do you know how long it's been since we've, since we've seen ice? Which, like, yeah, they're thrilled to be getting this. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, there should have been a little bit more of, like, them trying not to let Mikhail know that they know just so that they can enjoy the ice a little bit. Yeah. That's there should so have been true. more of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Saeed asks about the cables that are going around um, the, the flame station, uh, specifically about the one that goes out to the water. And so we finally get an answer to that, which is that it goes out to a, um, a an underwater beacon to guide in submarines. Uh, but he suspects that the others have uh, either destroyed or commandeered one. Um, and uh, Saeed tells him about how they used to have a boat. And he says, oh, that's a bummer that you lost that. Uh, and Saeed, Saeed says, yeah, well, at least we were able to kill one of them while uh, 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 while we could. And, <laughs> and then he just stares at me. <laughs> like, basically just saying, like, all right, your move. I know that you're another. And so mm-hmm. are you going to admit it now? And so Mikhail just immediately is like, I mean, I, I wrote this line down where he's like, why are we continuing to play this little game when we all know it has moved on to the next stage? Uh, but said in his like cool Russian accent, it's a very good line. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he really is. Yeah. He's like a, 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 a pulp, like a James Bond knockoff villain or yeah. whatever in this. It's so good. And I love it. Like, I mm-hmm. would love if Lost went into, like, a pulpy, kind of comic booky direction. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, uh, they get into a fight. Saeed destroys him. Um, yeah. you're, it, it, he's Embarrassing. Not, he got yeah, his I ass know. kicked in his own home. Oh, my he God. Should, I mean, he punches Saeed in the bullet wound once. And Saeed barely flinches. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, they, they knock him out. Kate has the rifle pointed at him. Locke comes out, like, super late. <laughs> uh, and Saeed says to get the rope. In the next flashback, Saeed is in the pantry of the restaurant where he's tied up and chained to the floor. Mm-hmm. And Sammy comes in and gives him a bowl of water like a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy asks him if he was a torturer 
uh, in the Republican Guard and yells at him for not recognizing Amira's wife. And Saeed tells him that he's confused him with somebody else. And uh, Sammy tells him that Amira was taken by the Guard because she was uh, allegedly harboring an enemy of the state. And she was held for three months while she was questioned. Uh, Saeed starts to confess a little bit. He gives him a little. Uh, he tells mm -hmm. Sammy that his name is not Najeev. His name is Saeed. And he was in the Republican Guard. He also admits to being an interrogator, but he says that he remembers every face of every person he's questioned and that he doesn't recognize her. Uh, and then he suggests that maybe she recognized him from the camp. Uh, mm -hmm. that they were all at um, but Sammy comes back and says that she remembered his face so well that she recognized him just by a glimpse of walking by the restaurant and Sammy wants Saeed to admit what he did and when he does he will kill him and he'll leave in a body bag hmm. um yeah, the uh, that that would suck if you're like at a restaurant and order a meal and then you look and then the chef is like the guy you've been who like ruined your life. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Well, he's here too, I guess now. Mm -hmm. One star. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One star. Chef was a torturer. <laughs> Food was great. Um. Um. They tie up Mikhail and he. Uh. He explains that he thinks that the others have lost communication since the sky went purple. Uh, which is like, another weird, like, euphemism that they keep saying, like, the day the sky turned purple or whatever. Um, which would be a good good pulp novel name for this. Maybe well, that's it, true, yeah. Maybe it even should have been. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Locke says, well, there's nobody else here. I mean, we ch I checked every nook and cranny. And then uh, Saeed lifts the rug and reveals like a hatch door that goes underneath. And he goes, oh, not every nook and cranny. Which, I gotta say, Saeed is so catty towards Locke in this yeah. episode. It's really fun. Like, he really has this, like, just does not trust Locke whatsoever. Which I think is fair. Like, Locke is a liar. <laughs> like, yeah. no matter what. I would never trust Locke either as much as I like him. Um, but yeah. not just that, but he just keeps playing chess. Like... Yeah, if I were saying, I mean, pissed. yeah, Locke's, like, where are you, dude? Yeah, lock in this. Yeah, he's lock in this episode. Should if this show ever gets updated, it would be that Locke is a teenager who uh, there's like Fortnite in the other room. Yeah, and he's like, he yeah. just like can't get him. He can't pull himself away from it. <laughs> uh, in the next flashback, Saeed is laying on the ground in the pantry when Sammy and Amira both walk in. Uh, with a lead pipe this time. So shit's mm -hmm. about to get serious. Yeah. They ask if he's ready to tell the truth, and he says that he is telling the truth, um, and he doesn't know who she is. Uh, Saeed says that he would never touch a woman, and Sammy Which is, is a lie, too, we should yeah. say. Like, yeah. we know that he tortured Nadia, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So. Yeah. What the hell, Saeed? But yep. Uh, Sammy starts beating him up and he is really like laying into Saeed and tells him to admit what he did and Saeed says that he won't confess to something that he didn't do and Sammy tells him that Amira confessed to something that she didn't do. Um, so Sammy reaches for the pipe and Amira tells him to stop and that that was enough for today. So he says that he'll be back tomorrow for more. Yeah. Uh, which I will say, it is interesting that, like, he clearly just wants a confession from Saeed, regardless of whether or not he thinks it's true, which mm -hmm. is interesting. It feels like there's more that they could be talking about with the torture stuff in regards to that kind of thing. But I, it, I, I know that in 2007 or whatever, it still probably was not, like, the middle-of-the-road thing to be able to say, like, hey, torture doesn't work. So yeah, right. maybe that's why they didn't really go over it, but... Um, Mm -hmm. feels like there's a commentary that's kind of being slipped past here. Yeah. And we'll get to it in the next flashback, but like mm -hmm. exactly like what you're saying in the flashbacks leading up to the last flashback, I think they could have done more to kind of show Saeed getting like a taste 
of his own medicine for lack of like a better phrase or like just right. kind of that dynamic of the torturer becomes the tortured so, mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure yeah i mean i it kind of feels like they maybe shot themselves in the foot by having said like swear off torturing people so early in the show because mm-hmm. this flashback should have been in a situation where he felt like he needed to torture somebody Mm. Um, like that kind of episode, it would have, that would have knocked it out of the park, I think. Oh, that's Um, such a good point. Yeah. Back on the island, Saeed and Kate, I'm just going to talk about these all at once because they split it up, like, uh, they ping pong back and forth. I I keep saying things ping pong in this, and it's purely because we watched the ping pong plot in the show, (laughs) so sorry. Um, but, uh, uh, they have Locke watch Mikhail's unconscious body unconscious in quotes he's of course been knocked out which as we know lasts about 10 minutes um or until the plot demands it mm-hmm. uh he uh he hears the computer um asking for the next chess move and so he just leaves mikhail out there which like just drag him with you dude use him as a footrest while you're sitting there like, yeah what you, seriously you don't need to just leave him unsupervised uh but he finishes another game of chess and he actually um uh, gets checkmate this time, and now a video clip of uh, Doctor Marvin Candle, as we've seen from the other, um, the other hatches, like instructional videos and all that. He it, there's like a cool like menu, <laughs> I guess, there, where he he basically is doing the like press one for English, press two for Spanish, mm-hmm. but for uh, the entirety of this hatch. So just to I just want to list them out here, just because I do think they're interesting. He says. For pallet drop, enter 2-4. For station uplink, enter 3-2. For mainland communication, enter 3-8. So then lock enters for mainland communication. And then he says, the satellite dish is inoperable. Communications are down. For sonar access, enter 5-6. Lock enters it. And he says, sonar is inoperable. Has there been an incursion on this station by the hostiles? If so, enter 7-7. And lock is about to enter 7-7. Which I guess is a good thing he didn't. Um... But Mikhail has broken out of his restraints and uh, has a knife to Locke's throat. Uh, meanwhile, downstairs, Saeed and Kate see that the, the whole hatch is wired up with C4. Um, uh, he, Saeed finds a shelf lined with binders, and uh, one of which is an operations manual uh, with maps uh, of, of the island, presumably. Uh, Kate is looking around and she gets attacked from behind by someone who we eventually find out is Mrs. Clue. Um, someone who fans, I think at this point had been asking about for a while and that they just, they clearly just never had a plan for her. Like they barely had a plan for her with Walt. And so without Walt, I think she's just a completely useless character to the writers now. So this is them kind of answering the question of like, where is she? And then, you know, eventually permanently solving that. (laughs) They get into a fight, and Saeed uh, stops to break it up. I mean, Kate is losing the fight, too, we should say. Miss Clue knows what's up. Uh, she, uh, uh, But Saeed gets a gun pointed at her, and then when Kate sees who it is, uh, she punches her in the face, saying that this is the person who took them, and that she knows where Jack is. Clue, Saeed, like, tries to question her with a gun to her chest, but she really doesn't even respond. <laughs> like, she doesn't mm-hmm. care at all about the gun being there. Um uh, so they take her upstairs, and as they are looking for Locke, Locke says, oh, we're out here. And So now they have Clue at gunpoint, while Mikhail has Locke at knife point. Or, or no, he has a gun. Um, uh, he has him at gunpoint uh, as well. Mikhail uh, offers a hostage exchange, but Locke says not to do it, that Mikhail's not going to kill him. I, do you know why he thinks that? Does that explain it at all? Is there something I'm missing? Like... He really seems confident that Mikhail's not going to kill him. Maybe it's just that he believes that he's doing what the island wants him to. Yeah. I, like, just I don't, having faith in it. Yeah. Or, or just, I don't know. Just pure narcissism, essentially. Yeah. Like, uh, delusions of grandeur. Um, Locke just wants to be the main character so bad that yeah. like, he's trying to, like, will it. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's doing all this chess stuff in this episode. He wants to be the main character, and he knows it's a Saeed episode. Mm-hmm. He's trying to <laughs> That's detract. That's true. Uh, Clue talks with uh, Mikhail in Russian and they have a conversation and Locke like rightly says like don't let her talk to him yeah but they do anyways for some reason and so she finally says frustrating yeah it uh, it, like I said this is 
basically being written so that they don't have to deal with Mrs. Clue anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. So Mikhail shoots her, uh, as she apparently wanted him to do. And then he tries to shoot himself, but they're able to stop him. And they knock him out again and uh, <laughs> and point the gun at him. Uh, Mikhail says, tells him to finish it while he's on the ground with Saeed having the gun trained on him. But he doesn't shoot. Um, back at the beach, Hurley finds Sawyer cleaning his glasses. Um, and he, uh, he says Sawyer did a good job. He actually got three points. Um, and Sawyer points out that he was hustled, which I think is good. It's good to see that he, he can still get conned. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hurley says that he had plenty of practice in his mom's basement. And he's about to say in the institution, but then he catches himself. I would argue that maybe he should have tried to do that when he was telling Sawyer about his mom's basement. Feels like that's something Sawyer's going to latch yeah. on to. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that's just me. I don't know. Uh, he gives Sawyer back uh, the Playboys that he that they uh, stole from him, I guess. And tells him that he knows that Sawyer's worried about Kate, but that she's going to be okay since she's with Syed and Locke. Um, Sawyer starts to call him like, something with the word lump in it. I, I can't imagine what, uh, what it would have been. What this nickname for Hurley would have been. But Hurley cuts him off and says, no, you got to call me Hurley or Hugo. And so Sawyer says, get Ben Hugo, which is a pretty good line. I, mm-hmm. Admittedly, you, you should see that coming, frankly, mm-hmm. if you're Hurley. Like, that's that's the natural thing that Sawyer is going to do there. Uh, that night, uh, Saeed takes Mikhail outside and uh, they get Rousseau back. Uh, he says that he, Mikhail says he was never a member of Dharma, but everything else he said was true. Um, presuming, uh, or presumably about, like, that Dharma attacked the hostiles and then the hostiles purged them. Um, uh, Saeed tells Russo that uh, Locke and Kate are getting anything that they can from the station. Which, if it's me, I'm maybe grabbing an ice tray, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. he says, that's what it should, Kate should have come out with just a bag full of whatever ice Mikhail had. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like when they had he, that big feast when they found the pallet. Like instead exactly. it's just like, we all have our cup of ice. Yeah, we have to. I mean, you have to take it now because it'll be water by the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Said says that he has his ticket to find the others now. And Mikhail says, well, I'm never going to tell you anything. There's nothing you can do. Uh, but he says, I'm not talking about you. And he shows that he has the map of the cables, uh, which leads to an area called the barracks, um, uh, which is, I guess, where they're going to be going next. Uh, and then Mikhail says, yeah, so just so you know, the second I can, I'm going to escape and kill you guys. And then Russo says correctly, yeah, maybe we should just kill this guy now. You know, we don't need him because we have the map. Okay. Before I move on to the flashback, uh-huh. I have two questions for you okay okay so did all of the pallet drops happen manually then where he had to beat a game of chess with a computer to get the food and now all of that is going to stop or is that implied that it's like automatic yeah i mean i assume that it was automatic right i can't imagine that he was doing that just because he would have just been doing that for like Desmond, essentially. Although right. Maybe that's the true. others knew about that. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, hard to say. Okay, that was my first question. Second question: mm-hmm. Why wouldn't Saeed cut the wires of the C four in the moment? Don't you think yeah. that's something that like he on his A game would have done? Yes, and I also think. Locke obviously is basically a caricature in this episode. I'm not excusing yeah. him whatsoever. They should have told Locke about the C4. Yeah, yeah. Like I think if Locke knows, hey, this building's wired with C4, he doesn't mess with the computer anymore. Right. right. Um, not saying that it's not still Locke's fault, but it's a little bit unsaid. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Those are my two questions. Um, <laughs> in the next flashback, this is like ten out of ten. Yeah. Amazing acting. So good. Um, I do kind of feel like Naveen Andrews got snubbed a little bit for the Emmy. Like I mentioned last week, this is what he entered in for uh, his consideration and was not nominated. Um, And this is really, really good acting. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, I really think if it had, if he had gotten better stuff to do on the island, Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have it. It definitely could have won. I think. Yeah, yeah, very true. 
Um, so it opens up, Saeed is on the floor of the pantry when Amir comes in with a long-haired cat that looks suspiciously mm-hmm. like the cat Saeed saw at Mikal's, but it's not the same, mm-hmm. but kind of similar coloring. Um, yeah, they're both gray and white. What is that? That's not a tabby, right? I don't know what it would be called. It's like a tuxedo cat, but gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always so jealous of people who can hold cats in their arms and pet them like a supervillain. <laughs> yeah, no, my cat is, the second I try and get her like that, the, the second my grip loosens even a little bit, she's out of there. Yeah, same here. I don't know, like, what's the Hollywood secret to getting a cat to just chill out like that? I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's probably something terrible, right? Like, they keep them in a box and they're... Uh, or drug them. Get, yeah, they get fed Skittles all day for treats yeah. so that they don't, yeah. <laughs> um, Amira tells Saeed that when her and Sammy first got to Paris, she was afraid to leave her apartment. And she would stare out her window and watch the alley cat uh, pick through garbage for scraps. Uh, then one day, some kids trapped a kitty in a box and were lighting firecrackers to drop them and just pick on the cat um children are so evil like any ugh, it's so mm-hmm. gross um she decided to leave the apartment and rescue the cat and now the cat sits with her when she reads and sleeps with her but every once in a while the cat will bite or scratch her because he forgets that he is safe yeah and she forgives Which... them like yeah I was just saying, narratively, very satisfying. This is a really good, like, monologue. She performs so very good. well. Don't mm-hmm. want to take away from that. That is not why she the cat is biting and scratching her. The cat is biting and scratching her because cats are little assholes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have a cat who has never been in danger for one day in her life, who has gotten her food handed to her on a literal silver platter every single day, who will still bite and scratch for no reason because she's a little dumbass. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say if cats do it because they don't feel safe or because mm-hmm. they're just bored. I yeah. cats do it just because they're bored. Yeah, they just like to push buttons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but amazing monologue. Yeah, it's really she good. Does a I really don't want to take job. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Not realistic, but really no. good monologue. Yeah. Um, and uh, she forgives the cat when it happens because she knows what it's like to never feel safe. And she knows that feeling because of Saeed. I was tearing up during yeah. this. Man, it it really got me. It was so effective. Mm-hmm. Um, she asked Saeed to show her the respect of acknowledging her and what he did to her. Um, Saeed tells her that he remembers her and that her face has haunted him since he left Iraq. And he begins to cry and tells her that he is so sorry for what he did to her. Um, she tells him that she forgives him and she tells him that when her husband returns, she will say that she made a mistake and will ask that he is released. Said asked her why she would do something like that for him. And she tells him that she will never be like the children who torture the cat. Um, Mm. just really effective, man. What a good scene. Both of them are just knock it out of the park. He kills it too. Like his is really good. So my question for you, I think the obvious question, right, is do you think that he tortured her? I do think he did. Because they, um, they make, this is the only time they even really hint at the idea that you get false confessions from torture. Yeah. Um, narratively, it's much more satisfying if he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I'm kind of worried that, like, they were trying to set it up that he didn't. Mm. Um. But I, I think, I mean, I can't imagine that, that that it comes up again. So I think it's pretty safe to just say whatever you think is the case is the case from this. Like, you can kind of mm-hmm. just have your own headcanon for it. Um, but what yeah, do you I think, think? I think he did. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I or, or at least it's just so much more satisfying if he did uh, to have this, like, cathartic moment. Because otherwise she's laying her soul open for this guy who, you know, did torture people. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, maybe there's something in the fact that, like, he, there's some, like, you know, injustice or uh, irony in the fact that he has to give a false confession to save his life. And even though he didn't torture her, he's still haunted by all the people he did torture. And now he knows 
what it was like for them. Like, there's something there, but uh, to me, uh, I really like the idea. I mean, I don't like the idea that he tortured her, but I think that narratively that works a lot better. Yeah. I think if it were maybe uh, at the risk of sounding a little rude here, a smarter show, Mm -hmm. there would be some like, yes, it's really him apologizing to like Nadia or it's a false confession, but it's cathartic for both of them. So it's like kind of this therapy session, but I don't know that that's the case. Yeah. I don't think lost as a show is comfortable having that kind of ambiguity in there. Yeah. Which is why I think even, I think most likely the, the writers did, I guess now that I think about it, they probably did mean for just because he admits to it. And I don't think they would have had him admit like that without there being some sort of hint that it was fake. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, really, really great. Yeah. Um, Back on the Island, Saeed tells Rousseau that Mikhail is his prisoner and he's going to decide what to do with him. Uh, Locke and Kate join them, and Locke says, oh, now I know why you didn't want me playing with that computer. Uh, and then Lucite says, why, John? And he's clearly mad just already, and then the whole thing explodes. Um, uh, Said asks him what he did, and Locke says, well, it said if there's an incursion to press Enter 77, so he did. And Said tells Locke, like, you know, you've destroyed our only chance of communication with the outside world. Which just feels like a convenient way to have this cool little, like, set piece of the, like, cottage, the communication station, without ever having to deal with the repercussions of putting that on the island. Like, and it all blew up by the end of the episode, so there was no way, even though Saeed, up till now, has been, like, using, like, vines as, like, electrical wires and stuff. Like, he could easily figure something to make out of all that wreckage, but... Um, anyways, as they leave, uh, Saeed notices the cat staring at him. And, uh, that's, uh, that's the end of the episode. Um, and yeah, again, the cat thing, I don't know, it does not quite land. Uh, her yeah. having the same cat, I think maybe could have been enough. Something about the fact that they named it Nadia just doesn't sit right with me. Um, mm-hmm. but they do, Loss really does like to have people be tortured by, like, the spirit or, th- or like, what they did in the past through an animal. Like, we mm-hmm. had the boar with Sawyer, we had the the horse with Kate, and I'm trying to think, what, is that all we've had so far? Um, the yeah, polar so. bear, kind of, with Michael. Sure, yeah, that's true. Kind of, with, Walt, with, but... with Walt reading the polar bear comic or whatever yeah. off the island, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, uh, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. came in at number 59, on IMDb, which is, I think, about right. I probably would put it maybe even a little bit higher than that. But I'd put I, it I, a little bit higher, I think. Overall, it's just a good, solid episode of TV. You can't... Yeah. You, I, I would I, I would say nothing wrong with this one at all. Like, there's no yeah. point where I'm, like, rolling my eyes throughout this. Yeah. Um, I think I would put it higher, not only for that last flashback, but because Mikhail is, like, so... Good. Like, I yeah. cannot wait for the next episode with him in it. I'm, mm-hmm. like, really excited to see what that character does. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see where he goes. Um, next week, we have uh, Par Avian, or Par Avian. I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, but it is a Claire episode. And oh. I, don't, I don't know if you saw, but based on the Hulu thumbnails, we're getting a wig. There's a wig of some sort in this episode. Oh, I, I can't saw wait it. to see. Okay, good. Yeah, can't wait to see how bad it ends up being. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, that's uh, uh, that. I think that'll do it for the episode, Emma. As we do every single week without fail, was there anything that happened uh, throughout history on uh, on this day in two thousand seven? There was. Mm-hmm. So a uh, day after this aired, this would have been announced March eighth. 2007 uh the u.s justice department released an internal audit that found that Mm -hmm. the fbi had acted illegally in its use of the patriot act to secretly obtain personal information u.s citizens are you kidding me the fbi those guys can you can you believe it i can't they did it so i thought that the okay hold on um yeah are you were you sitting down (laughs) sorry (laughs) 
I hope none of you were taking your first sip of your steaming hot coffee when you heard that, because I imagine it has uh, landed all over whoever you were sitting with. Gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... Honestly, it's a surprise that uh, there was anybody acknowledging it more than it was a surprise yeah. that the FBI did it, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's interesting, though, because I think... Um, it wasn't until 2006 that kind of all of that fallout from 9-11 started to really yeah. land and people, you know, kind of lost that craziness that they had. Yeah, that, actually it, willing to criticize it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I will say, if you're listening, FBI, we know that this was in the past. Just because you, you know, misuse your powers in the wake of the Patriot Act and... Uh, continue to do so to this day, um, uh, presumably still tricking Muslim teenagers into uh, becoming quote-unquote terrorists. Uh, obviously, we know that you um, had Martin Luther King Jr. assassinated. Um, we know that this is all in the past. We're big FBI fans here on All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues. We've got no problem with any of you guys. think you guys are great, so... I think that is a little disclaimer we should have. Maybe at the end of every episode, maybe we support yeah. the FBI. Be better. Now. Frankly, the, yeah. I think of them as the thick blue line. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to uh, email us, you can all the best podcasts at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at all the best pods on Twitter. Uh, you can leave us a uh, rating or uh, review. Um, on Apple iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Emma, any idea how many stars they should be giving us for those ratings? I would personally love to see five stars. Five stars. Yep. So that's uh, one star for each brick of C4 that Saeed did not tell Locke about. Yes. Um, yep. All right. And uh, great. Until next week, get lost. Get lost. Get lost.